You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Buckle up, everyone. It's time to get this show on the road. Time for Dave's Corner Garage, your Saturday morning joyride on Zoomer Radio. Got a car question for Dave or Alan? Call now, 416-360-0740. Or toll free at 1-866-740-4740. Okay, Al, it's your turn to hit it! Yee-haw! Hey, hello everybody and welcome. It's Dave's Corner Garage. I got... We actually had some good supper last time. I was going to say, you sound like the guy. We got hot dogs. We got we got everything here. Come on now. We, we got the dogs, big ones, yeah. the small ones, your Chevys, your Jimmys, your Vans. You get down here today. Got no money. It makes no difference. Come on down. <laughs> a great ah. show today. We're going to be talking with, believe it or not, Kerry uh, Schmidt, our favorite OPP guy, who's down at the Toronto Indy. He's going to be giving us a quick report about what's going on down there. I hope actually, he doesn't, didn't set up a speed trap down there. I wonder you know, how fast they actually go. We should ask them. Okay. We'll uh, we have Andy Kay. I can't pronounce his last name. Never Andy could. Capodacacas from <laughs> Leasebusters. Thank you, Alan. You're welcome. Thank you, Dave. And Johnson Live from Go Auto. It's a company out in Edmonton, and we're going to be talking about electric cars. But most interesting, how we got into the business, which is fascinating stuff. Good morning, Johnson. Good morning, everybody. Thank you for having me. Thanks, Dave. Hey, it's no problem. We're going to have a great time today. By the way, a big reminder here is uh, we're looking for you to follow us on Facebook. So, facebook.com forward slash Dave's Corner Garage. If you go on that right now, we're live streaming the show. And if you go on it later, you can actually follow us. And if you do, we'll enter you into a contest to win 250 bucks worth of Esso gasoline. All right. The reason Ooh. it's Esso gasoline is because they're one of my tenants. So. <laughs> <laughs> scratch your back, I'll scratch mine. So, it's facebook.com, Dave's Corner Garage. Go on that site. Follow us on Facebook. You got a good chance to win 250 bucks, and the contest ends July the 30th of this month. Yeah, and if you've got a comment or a question on anything you're hearing today, by all means, give us a call. Yep. We're here to take uh, your automotive questions. Mike Wilson's going to join us at the bottom of the hour. He's from Latin Insurance. We're going to talk about cars and coffee. They do that every so often. Mm -hmm. You go up there, bring your car up. You can talk about cars and also other places that he visits. Uh, we're going to talk about something in Woodbridge. I didn't understand fully, so uh, I'm not going to go any further. But after the break, we're going to be talking to Officer Kerry Schmidt down at the Indy. Yep. And uh, that's about it. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back after these messages. Done. All righty. We're back, and we're heading down to the Lakeshore. And we, as usual, our policy is to spend no money. So, <laughs> yes, to Kerry to be our reporter down there. Good morning, Kerry. How are you? I'm watching cars going by me at about 250 kilometers an hour, and I'm loving it. I think you once said you could <laughs> actually tell how fast cars were going just by the sound of it, right? Well, these things are screaming. Uh, I don't know what the RPM on those engines are. They're smoking their tires as they're coming into the corners. I'm, I was right at the bottom of at turn three, bottom of Lakeshore, right into uh, Ontario Street, and boy, they are hauling coming down Lakeshore. You didn't but, have a speed gun on them, eh? No, I did. I should go get a laser and see what they're doing. But yeah, they they got their uh, their tracking on them, and, and it's amazing how hard they break and how good their cornering is. Uh, but they're they're completely surrounded by walls and cages. There's marshals, there's officials, there's cameras. 
everything is uh, ready to go. I was with the, uh, the towers, the CA guys are out there, uh, ready to respond. All the safety crews, the emergency responders, everything. It is unbelievable what they have set up here. So it, so it is a safe place to drive at those excessive speeds as opposed to the 400 series uh well, I don't know. I would still say there is uh, inherent risk in that, and that's what uh, makes it exciting. But uh, certainly the safety precautions and uh, the measures that are taken to make sure everyone is safe, the full harnesses and helmets and, and safety equipment that's in these cars is uh, phenomenal, uh, and everyone's doing the same thing. It's not cars sharing the, sharing the track with motorcycles and transport trucks. This is a race, and, and everyone's dialed in yeah Harry, not so much on the 401 did you find that after the event they're, they're a little wild when they leave the parking lot well you know what i think uh the drivers and, and the people that are here they they get their thrills here they can see it and, and they don't need to prove it on the highways because okay. they realize how how inconsequential and how redundant it is to try to race on a street it's ridiculous you know it surprises me sometimes when they talk about you know, the OPP will talk about how many tickets they're still giving out for people's lack of wearing seatbelts. I mean, yeah. Oh, my God. Well, in ejections and, and so on, like you, you, you uh, will get seriously injured. The car will basically hunt you down and kill you is what I uh, heard from some of my instructors when I was doing the closure reconstruction course. Because if you're not buckled up, physics isn't going to change. You're not going to get thrown free of the vehicle. You're going to get thrown into the path of the vehicle because you're both going in the same direction. And, uh, oh, I never thought of that. Yeah, so it's it's not uh, one of those things where it's safer to be unbuckled or when you go into a lake, you're going to be trapped. No, you're not. Press the button, you can get out, uh, but you have that safety cage around you. You have the airbags to take advantage of, but that's going to be useless if you're outside of the car. You know, it's amazing to me how some of these cars really crumple up into a ball, and the guy walks out with a scratch in his forehead, you know? He doesn't realize yeah. all the technology that's there to save his uh, tuchus. In cars on the street right now, I've, I watched some crashes here from uh, previous races when these cars were absolutely destroyed and the driver comes out without a scratch on them. And that just goes to show what kind of technology is being used in keeping these drivers safe. And that's going to slowly uh, bleed into uh, passenger vehicles as well because we're taking advantage of of this new technology and new testing. That's going I, don't, I don't know if bleed was the right word to use. In yeah. This <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, it's a ton of fun to watch. It's uh, These are talented drivers out here that are really pushing the limits of their vehicles. But you can't push your limits on a street. You know, there's potholes, there's curbs, there's pedestrians, uh, and, and there's something called uh, Highway Traffic Act and Rules of the Road. So, we got speed limits. Not except, so except, here. except for the clergy, apparently. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, you heard about that, did you? <laughs> Listen, uh, uh, I'm in a, I'm on my way to a circumcision, and if I don't get there in time, you know, <laughs> I, I really have to cut my time on this. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, hilarious! Yeah, you know, we get all kinds of excuses, but uh, when you when you stop the clergy and uh, he's late for a funeral, like I don't, what do you do? We, I actually polled my uh, Twitter followers, 75% of them. What do you think? 75% wanted mercy or justice. What do you think? Uh, I think they, they didn't want mercy whatsoever. Well, do you know what? 75% wanted justice, 25% wanted mercy. There you go. Interesting. The whole point is you don't want to cause another reason for a funeral. Yeah, exactly. So that's uh, what we're out there. You know, it doesn't matter what you're driving or who you are uh, when you're going down the road. 
at 40, 50 meters a second and besides cyclists, pedestrians, and, and obviously for us as well. Slow down, move over when you see stopped emergency vehicles. We want to get home. With that, we're going to leave you. Thank you so much for taking time during your busy schedule. Awesome. Have a great weekend. Thank Good you, Jack Carey. Good. All righty. When we come back, we're going to be talking about electric cars and then how to get into the car business with uh, Johnson Lee for life. Lee. <laughs> Johnson Lee. And, of course, um, Andy K is here because I never could announce his last name. From <laughs> Lee's Busters. Lee's Busters. All righty. We're back, and uh, we're going to be talking with Johnson Lee. Lie. <laughs> I have a problem with Ellen or Alan. Or, anyways, Johnson, how'd you get in the business? It was really an interesting story. Ah, that was, uh, yeah, it's not really a long story. I've only been in the business probably six, seven years. What did you uh, do prior to? What kind of business were you in? Uh, I, were, I was in the furniture business. Uh-huh. I was down to sales as well. Okay. You know, I've been talking to people, uh, finding a lot of fun to sharing lives with different people and people, right. you know, starting telling you about their life. Everybody, you know, even, even, even now, you, you know, I work for a car dealership. People come in and they tell you their stories, you know, and well, you have to be compassionate. I mean, obviously, you know, you, you but there's important things that you need to find out. But when you're selling a vehicle, exactly, you have to know what their wants are, what their desires, how much they want to spend, what they want to use the vehicle for. Hundred percent right. So, and you it's know, the same sort of thing, like furniture. How many furnitures do you buy? Right? Uh, yeah, exactly. We do. Uh, at that time, we were doing custom custom furnitures, and you know, yeah. people have their different way. Their funny way or in a funky way, to how how they like to design their fam, uh, yeah. their home, you know, their new house, and just see a lot of exciting things and exciting story about people, you know, people with you know coming babies and you know different 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 kind of thing. I've been in the car industry for six years. Mm-hmm. When I first start, you know, no different was any other sales rep. Walking to a dealership and try to get a job, I got turned on the first time. Well, because you had no no experience. I got no experience because mm-hmm. couch doesn't move. Car does. I know. <laughs> you know, so they say, you know what? Uh, I was starting with a, you know, a, a premium brand. Mm-hmm. Um, I was heard, you know, you don't have car experience. Maybe, maybe you go start somewhere, you know, very basic, brand, uh, yeah. you know, entry level brand. That, earn, your, that would, earn your bones. Exactly. So I saw that's a good idea. I didn't really, you know, I don't, I don't feel bad at all. And uh, uh, I don't think the guy's giving me a hard time of, you know, not hiring me, but. You know, start with I start with Nissan as my first dealership. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a great opportunity. I met great guys. Uh, my previous sales manager and general managers. You know, it's a small industry now. I'm still working with them. You know, coming along. You know, mm-hmm. six months. I, uh, I'm doing quite well. And find out, you know what? That's 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 my career. That's what I want to do for the rest of my life. You no, know, it's interesting yeah. that you know, like people going to a car dealership maybe five times in their lifetime. You know, like how many cars do they actually purchase, and and yet you deal with it every day, so you see the same yeah. stories and the same solutions. See, the thing is, like we know, I in my dealership, I can sell fifteen cars in a day. Wow! People buy cars probably, you know, they buy one car every five years, every seven, even ten years. Yes. So we see it's a big purchase for everybody. Do you find that now that we have eight-year leases and nine-year finances and stuff like that, does that take away from the industry, or do you just bring them in earlier? Um. You know what? It could you, you could have in a six year term yes. for you know sorry uh, a seven year term for financing or longest term of five years leasing. Uh, we will find an opportunity to get you out earlier. So they they'd like to go ahead, Dan. 
Lease Busters. Uh, here's my friend here. <laughs> Lease Busters. That's why yeah. Go Auto uses Lease Busters to get their clients out earlier yeah. for their leases. So you sublet it to him and he takes care of the, of the trade. And he's my best friend. Oh, that's good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we found one thing is Lease Busters is super helpful to, to a client because like, you never know. When you, go, when you step into a lease, the idea behind it is you're not really sure if you're going to own a vehicle really for 10 years or not, yes, right? And, and you're not really sure if you're planning to pay a huge service bill after six, seven years when something, you know, go wrong. Mm-hmm. So, and also, I have customers coming back three months after and say, you know what? I really don't think that's the car for me. What can I do at that point? I don't want to lose a bunch of money. Who's helping you now? Lease busters. You know, it's interesting you say that because some cars just don't fit you. Everybody has a sort of different body style and stuff. They get in the car. Like my wife complains, she has to climb into the Jeep. You mm-hmm. know, she has to step on this thing. She very finds it uncomfortable. She wants a smaller car that's lower, easier to get in and out of. So, I mean, you do then make that mistake. In the showroom, everything works perfectly. But when you're on the road and you're living with the thing, you got to get in and out four or five times a day. It makes a difference. Yeah. So, I would drop first inquiry to a sales rep or not really inquire, it's a must that you need to know as a sales rep is you have to understand your customer before we land them on a vehicle because uh-huh. you might help a customer in a good way to land on the wrong car, mm-hmm. uh, you know, then you're giving them more trouble. That's right. You have an unhappy customer you don't know, and he doesn't know why. Exactly. I hate this car, <laughs> right? I have a, everybody knows I have an XT5. I hated it for the first six months, and I finally I found out why. I took out the center console, and now I can move my arm, and I, my arm's not sore anymore. <laughs> so now that car, I love that car now. So it, it, I made the car fit me, but not everybody can do that. Yes. Well, this is where it's important when, uh, you know, when, you, when you're sitting down with a customer and you're talking about what they want is to go out for a road test for them, I mean, so they can see if that's the, that's the car that they are comfortable with. Do they have, can they see properly? Or is the seat comfortable? You know, how does it respond? And is it difficult to drive or not? So that's important. Now, you're with different dealerships. Go Auto's got different dealerships. Yes, yes. Do you find, you know, like the, the newest cars, they shut off at the lights. Do people complain about that? Um, you know, when they restart, boom, and then they restart the engine? Yeah, it's an auto on and off uh, feature for yeah. most of the vehicle that they have now. Uh, most of the brand come with it. It came from the premium brands. Uh, the idea behind it, it saves you gas, you know, and make your vehicle like completely that quiet, you know. So when you're driving it and you enjoy it, I have to say people like, uh, there's certain people loves it, certain people hates it. Yeah. Okay. So that's why every single vehicle, well, I think I should say most of the vehicle, most of the manufacturer had a switch there so you can turn it off. Yes. Okay. GM so- doesn't have it. <laughs> No, is that right? General Motors doesn't? No, I had to figure out that if the hood is open, the engine won't shut off because obviously the tech's got to service it. Right. So I disconnected the hood switch. Now it just drives like a normal car. Just come to my store, help you out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but don't you have a warning on the dash that says your hood's open? And also the check engine light's on. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't care. (laughs) Okay, we come back. We're going to talk to Andy about lease busters and how to get rid of that car that you actually don't like. Maybe he wants your caddy. No, maybe a couple of years. <laughs> and uh, we're going to talk okay. on the phone. We're going to find out what to do when we have a squirrel hiding under the hood of your car. That's nuts, eh? Yeah. <laughs> this is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. <laughs> All righty. We're back. It's Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Dave Redinger. We're with Andy. Dukakis. Very good. You, Alan. <laughs> Johnson Lee and uh, of course Alan. Question: Is it Redinger or Redinger? 
My brother's Redinger and I'm a Redinger. <laughs> Just to be different. Why is that? I have no idea. Anyways, uh, we were going to talk about quickly about Lease Busters, and it is a company that markets your vehicle if it's leased. I'm just looking at some of the weekly specials, and you've got something here called an incentive, cash incentive to take over the lease. What is that? People use a cash incentive to appeal to a new client to help their chances take over their lease. Okay. So in other words, to appeal a little bit to their greed. Well, here's a 17 it. BMW 650X drive. Uh, the payment is $1,655 a month. But with this uh, $5,000 they're giving you, now the actual payment is $1,400. That's right. That's the effective payment. Yeah. The payment on the lease doesn't change, but because you're given a big incentive, it actually factors that in with the amount of months it has left, takes out the $5,000, therefore effective payment is 1400 on that vehicle. So what happens? How does this work? Like, Do you get involved or does the buyer and the seller make The buyer and the seller uh, work together yeah. with the dealership, of course, yes. to help them do the paperwork for the new lessee to get approved. And the bottom line being that the, the lessee, the new one, the old one, walks away. That's right. Okay, other than some, some that's that's very simple. Yes, yes, right. I mean, right. There, there's cases where the uh, lessee is stuck on the lease till you finish. No, it. actually, uh, if the new client has been approved by the manufacturing yeah. or the leasing company, uh, they will forego the uh, liability on that. What are some of the reasons people want to get out of the lease? Oh, many reasons. Uh, some some reasons are the vehicle doesn't suit them anymore. Like we were it talking, doesn't, doesn't fit. Yeah doesn't suit their lifestyle anymore. Uh, maybe they're uh, changed jobs and the new job has a vehicle that is provided by the uh, company. So they got to get rid of their old. So there's many, many, many different reasons. Maybe the main reason for leasing would be you're in business and you need to write it off. Is that one of the... Or you can uh, get into a newer car much more often. And, oh, yeah, okay. You know, sometimes uh, uh, you get you get 24-month leases. I know uh, Johnson here has uh, 24-month leases uh with uh, the Fords and the Lincolns that uh, they have in the fleet. Uh, and it's just a lot easier to do that. You don't have to spend anything. You don't even have to change wiper blades in 24 months. And you do that so you get used cars coming back, right? Yes. Uh, that would be, you know, majority of a customer, they want to give a try for that vehicle. You know, you spend 20, you can't go wrong with two years. Uh, yeah. And also the payment is very competitive at that, at that point as mm-hmm. well. So, you know, manufacturer understand that, People want to try. People don't want to dump all the money in one shot. You know, then you're stuck with the vehicle forever, but you never stuck vehicle forever because you have a lease buster. So a question for you. So what is a low mileage lease? You know, like you always see these ads, low mileage lease, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Uh, low mileage, we can go for a 16,000 kilometer per year as, oh. a, as a mileage allowance. So in two years, we'll give you 32,000 kilometer. If you drive in the city, 16, it depends on how you drive. You know, if you live in Toronto and every day you go to Etobicoke and you don't spend 20 kilometer one way driving, 16,000 kilometers should be good enough. Unless, you know, you go to your cottage, then we're talking about different stories here. And, you know, that's an interesting point because when I leased my electric vehicle, my 2017 Ford Focus, I did a, I wanted a low kilometer lease. I got talked out of a low kilometer lease and I got a 20,000 kilometer amount lease per year. And I've had it almost two years. And guess what? I only have about 17,000 kilometers on the vehicle. So you should have had a low kilometer lease. I should have had a low kilometer lease. But that's okay because 
the resale value on that vehicle is going to be probably higher being an electric and so on as well. Interesting. Now, you also have another division where they can actually hook up with a dealer to get another car. Yes, we do. Right? So, I mean, so it's a full service. Correct. And and that's where Johnson comes in. We partner up with uh, dealerships and dealer groups, actually, yeah. uh, such as Go Auto, uh, which has Go Dodge, uh, Go Don Mills Dodge, uh, Land Rover uh, Jaguar, uh, Ford Lincoln, White Oak as well. Uh, and um, we partner up with them. They'll put their vehicles online uh, for their clients that come in to get out of their leases to help them to get a new vehicle. So, Johnson, it's not really, I don't have to come in and haggle with you. You already got a set price that you've you've worked out with lease busters, and I can come in and say, all right, I want that car, and I'm, you're already giving me the best I can get. One million dollars. That's definitely right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's definitely right. That's the price we've worked out. Okay, no, yeah, no. let's quickly go to the phones. Um, we have got Len in Oshawa with a really weird problem. Len, good morning. Good morning. Good. Tell me about your squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'm phoning on behalf of my daughter who's had trouble with two vehicles. She's in a townhouse complex, and the the uh, squirrels in the engine area and actually in the front bumper are chewing it and getting inside there and putting whatever material they put in there. Uh, we have an answer for you because I think we've got experience here. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's Andy, uh, sir. Uh, I have had experience with my son's Jeep, actually. Uh, we've had the uh, wiring harness in the Jeep uh, Wrangler uh, replaced this past year because uh, during uh, mm-hmm. the early spring, late winter uh, time frame, uh, I guess they try to make a nest in there because... Yeah. Uh, they're they're nesting for their youngin and they want to make it comfortable for them so they get they get to chew the wire so they get a little bit buzzed so they like that and then and that's what happens so we have to replace that so what the technicians were telling us is that it's a common occurrence for vehicles that they can actually fit in there to get in there number 1 and number 2 pepper if you use pepper that they will not come back to that area now she's wondering about that but if it rains they'll wash it off well, actually, they have to come. They come in through the inside most of the time, so you have to apply it somewhere on the inside. I also heard mothballs um, yeah. would also deter them. They yeah. don't like the smell or the, or the, um, you know, the reaction with the mothballs. Yeah, I suggested I did well a spray bottle with cayenne pepper. And yeah, How about Frank's Red Hot. Apparently, that stuff <laughs> goes great on everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. She doesn't say stuff, so she says something. Else. <laughs> yeah, she's bothered because. Well, is it true that there's that new material used for the insulation? Soya yes, they, they, it's soya-based, and that's why the animals like it. All right, we've got to run. we got to take a break. want to thank you for calling in. Good luck with that. And uh, Interesting problem, huh? Yeah. Especially in the computers where they urinate inside the computer. And you know they come back. It could drive you squirrely, I'm telling you. <laughs> this is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back after this break. <laughs> All righty, uh, we're heading out again. Our policy is not spending any money. Uh, Mike Wilson is going to be our reporter today from Land Insurance. And, Mike, we're doing Cars and Coffee uh, this Sunday, right? You betcha, guys. Good morning. How's everybody doing? Uh, doing great. Thank you. Great, Good Mike. morning. Good. Yeah, yeah. So uh, this is actually the third year we've been uh, hosting a Cars and Coffee at our office there in uh, Stouffville. Uh, Atlanta Insurance, it's co-hosted with Haggerty Insurance as well. Mm-hmm. Um, a pure give back, uh, you know, it's, it's no cost to register. You just show up in your cool car. Um, it's open to all makes, all models, all years. Just come on out, enjoy some coffee, donuts. Uh, uh, we got cookies. There's door prizes. What's the address, uh, eight, Mike? 
Yes. So it's at our office, Lant Insurance, 37 Sandy Ford Drive in Stouffville. Mm-hmm. It's actually an easy and drive. It's just straight up to 404. It's a beautiful drive, especially yeah. when the sun's out. And uh, yeah, so 8 eight to 11. And uh, like I said, this is the third year we started out doing this. Uh, and we got about 50 or 60 cars, and it was on a Mother's Day. Nuggies! <laughs> mm, <laughs> Tell me about uh, what kind of people show up. Yeah, so you get pretty much anything and everything. We get a lot of, you know, your your early stuff. We've had one year, uh, last year, actually, we had a brass there. It was, uh, I think it was like a 1914 Ford actually showed up. It was pretty cool, but you get hot rods, you get muscle cars, uh, you get some special interest stuff. You know, your, your, your late model Mustangs, Corvettes, if you got a cool car, bring it out. You got a grandson with a key. It would be great. Let him scrape through the windows, you know. <laughs> with those sticky donut fingers. <laughs> so it's cars and coffee. Uh, it's it's at eight o'clock in Stouffville this uh, Sunday. You don't do it every weekend though, but it's 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 a it's spaced, isn't it? Yep. So we we run it once a month, and it's the second Sunday of every month. So um, this this uh, one falls on obviously tomorrow there and then our next one will fall on august and uh we run it up until september so and you have a website which is lot insurance uh you just go through the um events page yep everything is on there all the details and we actually list like uh all different cruise nights car shows for ontario on that on that web page there so just go to the events calendar www.lantinsurance.ca slash events and you'll get all the details there now you were talking to me on the green room about something in Woodbridge. Yes, so actually this uh coming Friday, the 19th is Lant Appreciation Night uh with the Woodbridge Cruisers Highway 27 uh group there. Mm-hmm. So that is from 5 till 9. It's a live concert. There's food, there's a lot of, you know, vendors there as well, but you know, bikes cars there's there's roughly 250 300 cars and bikes that'll show up for that mike so, how big is the cruise scene in ontario i mean we only have like eight or ten weeks of of summer yep and is yep. it big it's it's massive like there's any given like for the cruise nights just in my territory here um the Kawartha lakes there's at, you could go to one every single night if you wanted to in some cases there's multiple ones in in the same night so um those are for the cruise nights, but something that we've noticed this year is, is a lot of guys are doing these cars and coffee too. It's uh, the morning theme, right? So um, you, you get a couple guys together, you convoy over to, uh, you know, like Lant Insurance for the cars and coffee, and uh, you got the rest of the day to, you know, go cruising. So it's it's huge here right now. I love it. So lantinsurance.ca, is that the... Um the website you got it lantinsurance.ca yeah if you're new in the hobby and uh, you've got one of these cars lant insurance can save you a ton of money yeah it's amazing how cheap it is to to insure your car yep it really is full coverage for the year with an agreed value which is unique and uh, definitely needed on these types of vehicles got it okay mike we gotta run thank you so much appreciate it guys your checks in the mail Hey, good. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thank you again. He, he needs it to buy the donuts. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back, and we'll be taking our phone calls between now and the end of the show. Welcome back. It's Dave's Corner Garage, and we're going to the phones. We have Honey Harbor. No, 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 that's not her name. Her name is Annie, and she just lives in Honey. I was in Honey Harbor once. Were you? Yeah, we bought a boat from Indian Joe. That's from Georgian Bay, isn't <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah, exactly right. Annie, so, how are you today? 
Oh, hi. My name is just Anne. It's not Annie, but okay. I appreciate you guys taking my call. And yeah, I've got a Jeep Liberty. It's an 07. I've had great luck with it. However, in the last um, year, I guess, I've spent quite a bit of money for rust repair, new winter and summer tires, muffler, differential. All the fluids are okay. I have new brakes and bearings. However, now I'm getting on my dashboard this part-time light is staying on as if it's in gear part-time. Although it's not in gear, we've checked all the, you know, the, the shifting and that. I don't know. What do you figure I should do? My husband thinks I should just put a, a sticker over it or something. So you know for a fact that it is not going into all-wheel drive. Is that correct? That's right. And yeah, if you had a check, yeah. And if you do move the shifter, it does it at that point go into all-wheel drive when you want it? Yes, it does. Okay. Um, I, I think probably one of the first things I suggest is go by a tranny shop. Um, tranny? Yeah, transmission yeah. shop, and just show them what it's doing and ask them if they've seen it before and if they have a rough idea what it would cost to fix. Um, okay. If it's just an electrical thing, for example, and it's easy to fix, yes. then probably the best thing would be to get it done. Um, All right. But uh, again, if, if, if it's too expensive, they're not really sure, and and you're comfortable driving it, then uh, yeah, we, we, we used to call it the old black electrical tape fix, you know? Yeah. You know, Annie. Know. Um, yeah. Also, some of these vehicles need to be reflashed. There's there's yeah. upgrades, just like a regular computer, which when when it upgrades by automatically. Yes. Well, it's yes. same thing with 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 transmissions nowadays. They're computer operated. So right. you know, if you go like well, Mr. Transmission, I know does have the equipment. And if yeah. you if you go in there and and they reflash it, that may just solve your problem too. But they do have okay. free road tests, and uh, like I say, I would ask them up front. You know what's going to yeah. cost to have a look at it. All right, Annie. Okay, I just have to decide. Am I going to? Do I have to just keep putting money into this, or should I just say I've I've had the good years out of it and get rid of it? Johnson, what's the answer? Uh, hi, Anne. Good morning. Uh, what's the mileage on your vehicle? The mileage, I hate to tell you, but it's three hundred about three hundred and five. Okay, I'm not really surprised. Well, unfortunately, you, you should have called us a year ago before you put all that money <laughs> into it. Yeah, I know. I yeah. Know. My, my, my true recommendation here is, and I'll be very honest with you, if anything really, you know, if, if someone tells you you have to spend tons of money to fix a tranny, probably not really worth the money. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think you're in a good time to look into your new vehicle. You at know, this point. also, uh, Annie, Andy from Lease Busters, what we uh, we try to tell our client, and, and even myself, uh, for people or friends of mine that ask me, uh, should I get a new car? My car has got this amount of mileage. If you're spending more than a couple thousand dollars on your vehicle per year to fix it, then probably you should be looking at another avenue. But if you're yeah. if you're not spending a, a two grand or fifteen hundred bucks a year. It's probably worth keeping the vehicle and, and just keep running it down. But at 300 and odd K, I'd say probably, you know what, you should uh, look at your costs on a yearly basis. All right, Ann? All right. All right. I appreciate your help. Lots Thank of luck you. with it. Thank Good you. luck with it. All right. Interesting. Gonna... You know, it's, it's actually, I wouldn't even trade it in. I just keep it as a spare car. Well, but then you have to insure it. Yeah. But two cars, you only drive one at a time. Well, and put it in four wheel drive, just drive it in the wintertime. Yeah, exactly. You know, like a meter. But like the guys were saying, you know, best to do an audit before you make those huge decisions. Like, try to look at it and see what it's going to cost you. Yeah. And, you know, better off to make that decision once you've got and that information. And I always also look at it, how old are you and when are you going to finally get a decent car? <laughs> <laughs> That's All right, we're going to come to go after the break and talk to Steve about his uh, CVT. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. 
All righty, we got to do this pretty quickly because we're running short on time. Steve right. is on the phone. We apologize for hanging on. Steve, you're in Etobicoke, and you got a question about your transmission. Is that it? We do. We've got a question about my CVT on my 2009 Jeep Compass with 150,000K on it. What's it doing or not doing? Uh, last week, going to the cottage, a uh, hot light comes on for the transmission. Ooh. read the owner's manual. They said, you don't have to pull over. It'll slow itself down to 80, which it did. And then it got worse, and we pulled over, let it cool down. Then it slowed down to 20K, which isn't good on the 407. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then we got off the highway, and then after an hour, it corrected itself, and we made it to the cottage and made it back. Oh, really? Yep. It just no fixed problem. itself? Sorry? It's fixed itself? Well, I mean, it was obviously, I think it went into default mode. The shifting was a little differently, but it didn't overheat. Okay. Took it to the dealer. They They went through the trouble codes, right front wheel speed sensor they replaced in the transmission uh, range switch. Uh-huh. This was yesterday. Got in the car today, driving in the city, starts to slow down on its own. Ooh. So, I think you got slippage great. inside the transmission. Probably the belt is slipping. Well, okay, when, you're, when you were driving yeah. the vehicle, did you have a check engine light or a service engine light on? Absolutely not. Strictly, it's a hot transmission light, and it even says in the manual, you don't have to stop. It'll, it'll slow itself down to 80 till it cools down. But you had a speed sensor code, you said, in the front wheel? That's what they changed. Uh-huh. And the transmission range switch they changed. Right, right, right. And well, then this morning... This still under warranty? Later. Is it still under warranty? Oh, nine. Oh, no, it's an 09. No, nine. no, but there yeah. should be some somewhat of warranty on the repair. I mean, yeah. I would go back to the guys and said, hey, I just gave you what, what did you spend there? Probably a thousand bucks almost. Exactly. You hit the nail on the head. <laughs> Come on by anytime. Uh, <laughs> so I, I would go back and say, guys, a little upset here. You know, you gave me a bill for a thousand bucks and I've got the, exactly the same problem. Um, well, the hotline didn't come on today. Right, right, right. Yeah. But, but you know, it's holding back. And, it's, a and shifting, it's a shifting problem. The other question is that nobody could answer at the Chrysler dealership, not mentioning any names, but it was close to Dave's old shop. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I said, don't we have to change the oil on the CVT? Because I could smell it cooking when it went down to 20K. Interesting, yeah. And they said, oh, no, you never change the oil on a CVT. Are they, no. are they uh, actually, the are the CVTs not a contained unit? Well, they are. You can't check the oil. It's sealed. Right, right. But it but certainly I, breaks I'm just down. Thinking if oil's cooking in the tranny, shouldn't it be changed because yeah, it will lose some viscosity? I would agree with you 100%, Steve. 100%. But they're yeah. saying no, you never have, and they wouldn't change it. Yeah, but at the same time, you've got a tranny and it's not working. <laughs> That's right. Okay. Well, let us know what that. happens. Go back and let us know what happens. Okay, appreciate it. All right. Show. You always keep me informed. I learned today about squirrels urinating on computers and cars, so thank yeah. you. For that. <laughs> <laughs> Were we live for that? <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much. Take care. All righty. Uh, you wanted to quickly talk about uh, the Ford EcoSport. That's a six-cylinder or four-cylinder with a turbo. Is that the secret? Yes, yes, yes. It's, the, it's currently where we have the smallest crossover vehicle that we have uh, in the segment. So uh, there's a manuf manufacturer come with a lot of small size, compact size uh, crossover or SUV. Yes. Call. Big uh, market. Yeah, huge market in it. Um, you know, for usually this type of vehicle are designed for people like recent graduates, uh, just stepping to your new job or like your first time, you know, your, your first your first job in, in your life and uh, you don't have kids. Not yet. <laughs> you know, not yet. <laughs> Won't get him in yeah. that backseat. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Also, that vehicle's a little higher up. So your, yeah. your view yeah. is a little bit yeah. different. It feels more like a exactly. You know what blows my mind is I drove a four cylinder turbocharged EcoSport, 237 horsepower. 
Boy, when I had a sports car and I was a kid, if you had 90 horsepower, you were like... That car goes. Yeah. It, it, it just yeah. goes like stink. It, it pushes you. And you know, that's that's the car gives you most of the small size compact SUV and gives you that feel the car has a lot of power because, you know, the size of it. Yeah. And it just... It takes off. So there's no weight, and it's got like over 200 horsepower. Yeah, and usually you don't have four or five people squeezing the vehicle. It's yeah. only by yourself. Do you All know right. roughly what the mileage is on that? You know, what kind of uh, fuel mileage they get? Um, they're in in the average in somewhere between 9 to 10, to be realistic. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, it's... A, <laughs> Like it's liters per like hundred kilometers. Yeah. We have yeah. to be specific. Like yeah. nine to ten miles to the gallon sucks. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but I've yeah. heard now that even trucks are four-cylinder trucks. Full-size GMs are running four cylinders with turbochargers. Yeah. And I'm going, wow, that's got to work that engine hard. Right? And people look at that. Well, you hear that music. That means we have to go. Yeah. First wow. off, thank you, uh, Mr. K. Thank you, sir. Thank you for having uh, Leasebusters again. Yeah, leasebusters.com. You can get on that. And uh, actually, they have a specials on the week, and so you can browse through it. Yeah, and if you're not familiar with it or you're not computer savvy, if you go on the website, they will actually phone you and walk you through it. Exactly. That's right, and we have reps uh, right now waiting for your calls. 905-629-2270. Actually, there's an EcoSport here for 348 bucks. Uh, Mr. Johnson, thank you. Thank you. Thank you guys for having and us. It's called Go Auto. Go Auto, yes. There's That's- several dealerships, not just here, but Edmonton and all across the Yes, country. most of the dealerships in the Edmonton side, but they are coming to Ontario. Go Auto, that's the way to go. Okay. Speaking of go, we got to go. We got to go. Good night, everybody. See you later. <laughs> Drive safe. We'll see you next week on Dave's Corner Garage. This has been an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM 740.